When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Now, in 2017, I had the pleasure of meeting Jerry O'Keefe for the first time. He brought Ring the Bell over, a very well-performed Australian stayer who came out and won that Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. And Jerry left the dog out here with the late, great Ray Adcock, the dog then repeated the dose, became the first dog in collar history to win back-to-back silver collars. Tivoli Tom had won a couple before, but there was actually a year in between his two wins. Jerry came back in 2019. He was third with Van der Gambo, and he also qualified Billy's Bake for that final. We've had to wait three long years to have Jerry back, and Jerry O'Keefe, it's great to have you back. How are you, my friend? How's Jerry O'Keefe in 2022? Going real well, thanks, Rosso. Going real well. See, it wasn't all bad news with COVID. It kept me away for two years, so it was a plus, a plus for uh, the New Zealand greyhound <laughs> racing people. Come on, Jerry, we've we've missed you. Now, do we find you at Monaco today? Are you at the track? Yes, uh, made a decision last night, uh, Rosso. To I wasn't the the dog arrived on Friday. He was a day late, just due, due to a, an airline airline holdup. Uh, I wasn't going to trial him until next Wednesday, but he's done so well. The club's just la- allowed me to put him on the scales here at Manukau, and he's spot on his weight. So he has a trial uh, in about an hour's time from the uh, 779 boxes. Uh, it runs about 650 metres, and um, that'll be a- enough for him today. And uh, we'll see how he goes, and if everything uh, works out OK, uh, we'll uh, be fronting up again next Sunday with uh, reasonable hopes of qualifying. Jerry, I knew I could rely on you for some breaking news, so that, that's terrific that he's uh, good to go for that trial today when initially you were, and we were talking yesterday, that it, that it would be Wednesday, not today, because of that hold-up. That's uh, fantastic that the dog is uh, is so well. Now, let's talk about this dog, Here's Tears. And firstly, Jerry, uh, for people listening in who are not aware of the, this dog's background, He's got incredible credentials, but he's actually only recently come into your care and you've had a couple of wins with him. But what was the process of getting him? And it seems that you got him specifically for this race in New Zealand, the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. Exactly right, Rosso. For about the last six months, I've been annoying Victorian, South Australian, Western Australian and New South Wales trainers no distance racing or very little distance racing in Tasmania and very little distance racing up in Queensland. But I've been annoying trainers for their older staying dogs. I learned a lesson with Billy Spake when he came over here. He could run 720, he could run 730, he couldn't run the 779 onto the follow-on lure. He got beaten a nose by big-time Chloe in his heat of the silver collar in 2019 but was cooked for the final, uh, hit the front down the back, but then faded out to run last. So reassessed, 
really needed a dog that can run out the 779 strongly. Had a list of about 15 dogs, whittled that list down and down and down with injuries and retirements and people saying, uh, thank you very much, Jerry, but no thank you uh, for your kind offer. <laughs> and, um, in about January of this year, looked uh, out to uh, Lara to see Robert Britton, said to Robert, can I have an old staying dog to take to New Zealand for the silver collar? And he said, here's tears is exactly the dog you want can stay all day. At that stage, he was four and a half years old. Uh, he's now four years and nine months old. Um, so he had to get the approval of the owners, which he subsequently did. I went back about a month later and picked him up. Mark, what I decided to do was to do everything that Robert Britton hadn't done. So I took the dog and uh, put him behind the drag lure. I took him to tracks that he'd never been to. Uh, Every old bloke, and I include myself in this, always sparks up a bit when they get to new surroundings. And I think his Tears has done that exactly. So he was at my place for about six, seven weeks. Uh, he's had three starts for a uh, first start for me win at Ballarat at 20 to 1, then an ordinary run at Bendigo over the 660. And then a reasonable run at sale where he won at short odds over the 650. So he comes over in good order, in good condition. He's four years and nine months old. He's won just under half a million in stakes in Australia. He's had 90 odd starts for 25 wins. But Rosso, the biggest probably feather in his cap is that he is still to this day the current record holder at Sandown over the 7.15. And uh, he's a very, very relaxed old dog. Um, that doesn't always put in his best. But um, with the follow-on lure, a trial today, we'll keep our fingers crossed to qualify next Sunday and uh, go from there. Jerry, it is a remarkable record that he's got. He's been in eight Group 1s, I see. The first of those was 15th of February 2020, and he ran second in the Zoom Top. And his most recent uh, Group 1 was also in the Zoom Top, and it was his third Zoom Top uh, in February of this year. He won the Group 1 Super Stayers at the Meadows over 725 metres back in February of 2020. And obviously, people are saying, well, OK, he's towards the twilight of his career. He can't be... Uh, as good anymore, and I guess that makes sense. But Jerry, just having a look at you know those recent races for you, and I think it was at Ballarat he beat Untapped, who won the Sandown Cup week before last. Mark, I don't find I find in Australia we're too quick to retire dogs. I don't see the same problem here in New Zealand. Now this dog is one relaxed customer, and even when you see him trial today or race next Sunday. He looks as if he's just loping along at 90% speed. Um, I, I agree with the New Zealand way of training that it's injuries and it's age that will stop them. But four and a half is not old. Um, he's had no major injuries. Um, oh, no, we'll, we'll give it our... It might be a silly idea. We'll give it our best shot. If we come up short, I'm happy to have come up short rather than not have a go.
Yeah, certainly, Jerry. Look, I, I saw that last race uh, at Sale, and he was clearly superior to them, and that's why he was paying a dollar thirty. And it looked like he was being ridden to instruction because he just pulled out in the straight and was like he did what he had to do, which is fine. But as I say, I think that people shouldn't be writing this dog off on age because of a couple of the dogs that he's been racing in and around in those two prior races for you. I mean, that first up run, you say he won at 20 to 1, as I see there at Ballarat, and that was uh, was pretty smart company. Now, A, did you have a bet? And B, um, was it a surprise to you, that win? Mark, I never bet. I used to bet like Fury when I was young. Uh, I don't bet anymore. I find it interferes too much with my emotional involvement with the dog. I'm a bad loser if I bet, and I'm a bad punter when I do bet, but I don't bet anymore. My last bet, Mark, was on Ring the Bell to win his second silver collar, and one of the betting agencies was kind enough to give me an all-up of $69, and that was absolutely terrific. But uh, no, was it a surprise to me? Yes, it was. But again, Mark, nothing this dog does is ever a surprise to me. He's got a lot of ability on his night. He doesn't always put in his absolute best, but it was a track that he'd not been to as far as I'm aware. And uh, with the change of kenneling arrangements and the change of training arrangements, he sparked up a bit for the last couple of hundred yards, metres at uh, Ballarat. And uh, again, it looked like J-Mac in the saddle. Um, just took part, just went past them, and uh, sur- yes, he did surprise me. Well, Jerry, uh, appreciate your insight into the dog. Here's tears. Very shortly, I want to talk to you about why you're so interested in the Duke of uh, Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar and, and why you've come back for uh, for a third time. Just a reminder too about Here's Tears that he is a, a brother to Tornado Tears, who is a million dollar winner and an outstanding stayer and. And uh, he is Tears did run second to his little brother, Tornado Tears, in the Top Gun at the Meadows in 2020, November of 2020. We're chatting with Jerry O'Keefe. He is here in New Zealand for a crack at the SENZ Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. He is Tears will trial in less than an hour now at Monaco, take his place in the heats next week and hopefully in the final with $80,000 at Group 1 level on June the 12th. And on Dog Speed this morning, we're chatting with uh, Jerry O'Keefe. He is an Australian Greyhound trainer who has brought his tears out for a crack at the SENZ Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. Heats next week, final in a fortnight, June the 12th. Uh, live coverage here on SENZ, a special between three and four, live from Monaco with Mark Clayton and Elizabeth Whelan bringing you the action there. And Jerry, as we come back to you, look, I'm, I'm very interested in, firstly, how you found out or, or first heard about the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar, and then secondly, why you're so interested in coming back and attacking it again. Now, bearing in mind that it's an $80,000 final compared to the money that's being offered now for greyhound racing, particularly in Victoria, New South Wales, and um, I know, you know coming up in a couple of weeks, we've got uh, that $500,000 staying race at uh, the gardens in Newcastle. So, Jerry, why the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar for you? Because it's no mean feat getting a greyhound out here and getting it ready for a race like that. Mark, first time I heard about it was Sweet It Is. Sweet It Is was a Victorian stayer who was clearly the best stayer in the country for about 15 or 18 months. And she was that strong. She would only hit the front with 200 metres to go and invariably win by six or eight. So the decision in around 2015 to bring her out here highlighted, 
for me, brought the silver collar to my attention. I hadn't heard of it much before then. Just being aware of the fact, Mark, that I've only been um, back in Greyhounds. I had a 30-year gap when family and work commitments took over, and I got back involved in Greyhounds in around about 2015. So what sweet it is. Sadly, that ended in a bit of a disaster with a, uh, a caffeine uh, uh, concern, um, which was totally accidental, by the way, but that drew the race to my attention. 779 metres onto a follow-on lure. Um, biggest staying test in Australasia. That's a fair income race. So that piqued my attention. I had the right dog for it at the time in Ring the Bell. Delighted to leave the old dog with the old master, Ray Adcock. Um, exceeded all of our expectations in what Ray was able to do with the dog. His comment to me was, gee, I wish I'd had him from 20 months on. And uh, that's all right. So aware of the silver collar. You taste a bit of success and you, you'd like a little bit more. So tried with um, Van de Gambo and Billy's Bake. Van de Gambo was a slab-sided, pea-hearted, non-chasing uh, lowlife, in my opinion. But other than that, he was quite nice. And um, then COVID, of course, interfered for two years, and here we are back having a go. Why the silver collar? Because it is a fair income staying test. Um, seven 15-metre races, they're a, they're a good staying test, but this is fair income. Seven seventy-nine metres, 250 metres onto the follow-on lure, twice in one week. Um, you've got to be able to train your dogs properly to get the miles in their legs as the build-up, and you can you can almost get away with it one week. You'll never get away with it for the final if you haven't got the right dog. I've just got a little feeling, Rosno, that the right dog might be down in Rangiora. You never know. <laughs> well, that dog you're talking about is, is no keeper uh, with the trainer uh, Gary Cleave and uh, also Gaylene Turnwald and and that dog on, on Friday at Addington over the 645 metres made it 15 out of 15 distance races, 600 metres and beyond. And he's been as far as 747 metres there at uh, Cambridge for the Group 2 uh, team McDonald. Now, Jerry, what do you know about uh, No Keeper and what do you know about the stayers who you might face in the heats next week? Well, I know nothing about the stayers I'll face in the heats next week. No, that's fine. I know a little bit about Gary Cleave in that he's a pretty big unit and I would prefer to get along with Gary rather than take him on, so that's all right. Uh, and all I know about No Keeper, of course, watched a few of his replays back when I was in Australia, 15 out of 15. Um, probably, and I'll be advised by you, Mark, probably the best stayer that's, that New Zealand has produced in a decade. Um, if you don't have a go, you never know. So blow this business of sitting at home and wondering, you come out here, if we get clobbered, if we get our pants pulled down, terrific, that's fine. But I'm not going to sit at home and say, what if or if only. And uh, we'll, we'll, if, we, if we meet in the final, the only thing I can promise you, Mark, the only thing I can promise you is that his tears does not bowl underarm. So that's all I can say. <laughs> Yeah, good on you, Jerry. Um, yes. Um, now, I understand that um, Gary Cleave may have a part to play in his Tears future as well. Oh, I threw a bit of a bait out to Gary, sort of in a bit of a light-hearted way, saying to him, Gary, why don't you come over 
to Australia for the Sandown Cup. You're welcome to stay at my place. The dogs, I've only got five kennels. There's a spot for your, your dog. Welcome to come over and then you can transfer up to Sydney for the half-million-dollar race at Newcastle. And he said, I, I said, I'll wave to you. As you're flying over to my place, I said, I'll wave to you as I'm coming over here. And sadly, <laughs> uh, well, sensibly, Gary, you know, didn't take the bait, so that's all right. But part of the deal of getting the dog is that I have to find a home for him. And I spoke to Gary oh, a month ago and said, look, I'm coming over. Would you be prepared to take the, t- take the dog? And he said, yes. I said, it'll be your responsibility to get a home for him, but that will be probably one of the easiest things he's ever done as the old dog is beautifully marked, a beautiful old gentleman, and would be an addition to any person's home uh, as a wonderful old dog that would probably pass away on the couch in 10 years' time. So, no, the plan at this stage, uh, young Rosso, is only to qualify next Sunday. Nothing else matters. Um, if we're in it, we're in it, and there'll be seven others who are all hoping for exactly the same thing. Um, no keeper. Am I correct in saying, in your opinion, Rosso, that he's the best day a New Zealand's produced in 10 years? Look, Jerry, I'm, I'm always um, reluctant um, to sort of make claims. I mean, sort of looking back, even if we just go through the, the, the Duke of Edinburgh silver collar, Shandell was outstanding. She, she got a first, a second, a third. Now, she was upgraded to first. You mentioned Sweden as before 2015. It was first past the post running down Shandell, uh, but Sweden as subsequently disqualified for that uh, positive to caffeine, and Shandell got the winner. Shandell was clearly... Uh, something brilliant. Um, so was Thrilling Brat, the 2013 winner, was able to go across to Australia and perform with distinction as well. And then for sure, for sheer pulling power, um, Swift Fantasy, of course, caught the imagination with the way that, that, that she raced. Um, so, you know, uh, Dinah Weasland, I think, was pretty outstanding as well. She only just clung on to win in 2019, but she also went uh, back across to uh, to Australia. But Jerry, look, he, he is something special. I, I guess we're in a uh, an era where, at the moment, you know, he's relatively untouchable. The great thing about him um, is that he has been an excellent dog over the five hundred and twenty metres, Group One winner, Group One placings, and some of our very best races. And then he's been able to step up and sustain it from the front in those distance races. So, look, it'll be um, if he can if he can get that silver collar and then on with the uh, the uh, the Stayers Cup down in Christchurch as well. Then then we'll you know obviously might be crowning him with some some pretty uh, some pretty glorious headlines. <laughs> but Jerry, I also wanted to ask before we let you go um, about the current staying ranks in Australia. Untapped won that Sandown Cup, as mentioned. His tears defeated uh, Untapped you know not so long ago uh, last month. I was talking to Jason Lincoln from Sky Racing on the show last week, and he felt that there wasn't a great deal of depth in the Stayers ranks. And we look back at you know some of the great dogs of recent times, like Tornado Tears and obviously Fanta Bale. So, what's your assessment of the staying ranks in Australia and, and the current conditions there, given the racing, of course, for some exceptional money? Pretty light. Um, my assessment of greyhound racing in Australia, in general, is this. New South Wales in the last four years have come from four lengths behind Victoria and are now four lengths in front of Victoria in their uh, ability to grab the headlines with their million-dollar chase, now with their 715 
and I believe there's another seventy-five or a hundred thousand dollar race over three hundred and fifty metres to be announced sooner if it hasn't been announced already. New South Wales are going along at a huge rate of knots. Victoria's going along okay. Western Australia is flying along. Uh, Tasmania's just just plodding along. It's not making any records. South Australia going well with the opening of a new one-turn track at Murray Bridge alongside a straight track at Murray Bridge. And Queensland, I haven't been up there for three or four years, but all of the news, news that you hear is positive. What I'd like to say about New Zealand greyhound racing is in my 72-hour assessment since I've been here, but also what I've been able to watch for, watch for, um, uh, I'm on, I'll be with you in a minute. Okay. Uh, my assessment is greyhound racing in New Zealand has plateaued somewhat. Here's, here's tears. Here's tears. Here's tears. Yep. No, sorry. The bloody stewards. Um, um, sorry, Mark. Um, uh, sorry. Um, don't don't, don't worry, you're getting on the wrong side of them, Jerry. No, no, sorry. So, um, has plateaued in the last, say, three or four years. But prior to that, you were bolting along better than as well as any and better than most now the thing that's happened in since covid is that the quarantine period has been and and, and treatment period has been extended from 15 to 45 days and i really like that i really like that it's more difficult now to send a greyhound from australia to new zealand new zealand for too long was seen as a dumping ground for dogs that had m- m- problems in not chasing or marring now um New Zealand isn't that dumping ground. And the best thing that New Zealand greyhound racing can do is get some really well-bred or really reasonably performed bitches and breed their own. That, to me, is the future for New Zealand. Stop being seen as a dumping ground for, sorry, I'd say it, second-rate Australian dogs that have got ability but have got issues, and make your own way and then produce your champions and then fly back over the ditch and take us on and beat us. And you've done it in every every racing sport. You've done it in thoroughbreds. Uh, New Zealand Derby winner up in Queensland yesterday. You've done it in harness racing. You've done it in rugby. You've done it in sailing. New Zealanders punch above their weight and can do it in greyhound racing if they start to breed their own because they have a natural affinity with dogs and have shown that time after time after time. Jerry, really appreciate your thoughts this morning. Looking forward to catching up with you in a fortnight and all the very best with Here's Tears in that upcoming trial. I better go and apologise to that, Stuart. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Jerry. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.